One of the best food scenes in the country, right here in Minnesota. And nobody knows it like magazine food critic and James Beard Award finalist, Jason DeRussia. Now bringing you the most interesting people and hottest trends. Let's listen in as DeRussia eats. We talk a lot about sit-down restaurants, but the reality is we're dining at counter service spots Way more than we sit down, make a reservation, and have someone take care of us. Hey, it's Jason DeRussia. Welcome to episode 11 of DeRussia Eats, the counter service episode. And I think you're going to love the guests we have today. Christian and Karen DeLeon. Christian. Oh, what a couple. After we had them on this podcast, I just absolutely... Absolutely fell in love with them and went to their rest. Oh, their restaurant, their counter. It's in the back corner of a gas station convenience store in a South Minneapolis suburb. <laughs> You're going to a BP. You come inside, maybe looking to pick up a Gatorade. And there you'll see El Sazon Tacos. Oh, these two are great. You're going to love their story. And then Paul Backer. Paul Backer was a chef at a fancy restaurant in the Twin Cities. He left to open a counter-service restaurant in the suburbs, and it's spectacular. Toma Moho. Counter-service is a place where there's as much culinary experimentation as there is in regular sit-down restaurants. And I absolutely loved talking with both of our guests on this podcast. Enjoy! The De Leons from El Sazon and Egan. And by the way, get out to that gas station. It's really good. And then Paul Backer from Toma Moho in Minnetonka, Minnesota, on this episode of DeRussia Eats. I am so excited to share and learn more about our guest today story. So many people have a dream after working in a restaurant of opening their own place. Not many dream of opening a restaurant inside a BP gas station. But what the heck, right? When opportunity <laughs> knocks, you have to answer. And Christian and Karen DeLeon are with us, owners of El Sazon, inside an Egan gas station. Christian and Karen, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you, Jason. All right. Christian, tell me your story. You, are, you were born in Guatemala? Correct. And when did you come here to the United States? 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Here directly to the Twin Cities? To the Twin Cities, correct. And my uncle was a kitchen manager of a restaurant. Can I say the names? Or? Sure, yeah, of course. Rainsforest Cafe, one of America. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I, have, <laughs> I bet you have memories. of. So how old were you when you came here? Uh, 17. 17. About to be 18. When I oh, came. yeah. So you're a teenager. Your uncle manages the Rainforest Cafe. That's pretty hot stuff, right? Correct. So he offered me a job. And that time I need money to pay my bills. Of course. And I hate it. <laughs> 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 my first 10 years of career of cooking, just yeah. I, I hate it. I don't see myself doing it. But after I met the right people, I just got in love with this, this industry. I oh, so say. interesting. So when you started, it felt you, you didn't feel the love. You didn't. No. But, do you think it was because you were cooking kind of generic corporate food? or I think so. I just don't see the point to doing it. You know, like uh, I just don't feel it. Like I said, well, this is not for me. There was no heart or no, no soul no or show, connection. No, nothing. Sorry for those guys to cook that no, food at yeah. that time. But, well, also, like sometimes you need a job, right? Correct. But I always say I cook by accident. I met the right people, 
in the right moment. Uh, Matt Bigford from Icehouse was my mentor, I always say. He teach me all the fundamentals about food. Oh, Matt, I, I love Matt. Yes. Yeah, so, so great a nice guy. guy. Yeah. Correct. Super talented chef. Correct. So I use learn from him all, all I know right now, and I just discover all the food in the world kind of similar and just get in love and love with this thing, and I don't see myself now doing nothing different. Ah, oh, that's so cool. Karen, when did you two meet? We met. Get a little uh, closer to the microphone there. There you go, right there. We met in 2006. In 2006. So, I don't know. We've been together 16 years. We had her going on 17 and did, sure. and did Christian cook for you uh, while you were dating? No. Well, no, not really, because he was, no. What the heck, man? I mean, that's like, <laughs> like your, I said, that point? No, that that point, no I think you the, weren't in the, love with The love for the food came yeah. after. Uh, Correct. We met actually working together. So back in the day, uh, I used to work at the Mall of America, and it used to be Famous Dave's and Kokomo's. Oh, yeah. Before they were there, they were the Odyssey, or I think it was. I, had never, I didn't know that. But it was this huge restaurant that they turned into two restaurants. So the funny thing about it was that the kitchen was shared. So it was Kokomo's and Famous Dave shared a kitchen. Oh, the coolers funny. were on one end, the dishwasher was on another. So I worked for the, we worked for different restaurants, but we always saw each other in the kitchen, and that's how we met. And that's how you met. <laughs> Eventually, we started dating, and now it's been yeah. going on seventeen years together. Wow. Oh, I love that. And now you work together. Now we work together. Again, yes, we work together. Years. <laughs> after that, we tried working together in the restaurant. It just didn't work out. We didn't work out. So we're like, okay, you work your restaurant. I'll work my restaurants. And then <laughs> it's hard to work together with someone you love, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still, I mean, I love him, but we still need to break from each other from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's understandable. Uh, Christian and Karen De Leon own El Sazon. A uh, taco restaurant in a very unlikely place. Uh, tell us, tell us that story about how this came about. Uh, I think everything happened. I was having like you know I be executive chef for some good restaurants in the Twin Cities. I have a stable job, but I always I'm not happy. You know I, I need something for myself. And I saw this place. Friend of mine called me. Say you know what I've been doing this, but it's not working for me. I don't have people. You want the space? Yeah. And that moment, I already looking for something to do, like a ghost kitchen, because after COVID, was kind of thing. Everybody want to do like a, everyone's taken out, correct? Delivery, so yeah, the ghost kitchen, and which I'm glad you didn't. It seems like that trend, like people haven't connected with that as much as I thought they might. Correct, it and for a little bit, I feel. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that you know during COVID times, people were you know that was a you just great want, option, but now yeah. people just want to go out again, and and we see that ourselves because when we started it, we. We geared it towards takeout, like our thing. We're like, we're gonna huh. be so busy doing just takeout, right? And it did at the beginning, but now it's like, you know, people want to sit down and eat. And unfortunately, we don't have the space for it. We have a few tables, but people can't really sit down and eat. Right. It's still mainly takeout, but. Um, so your spot, just so people know what we're talking about, your spot is inside a gas station in Egan. It's a BP, and it's right at what. 35E and Diffley Road, right over there. Correct. And so, was there a restaurant there before? Or what made that? What? Uh, there was a restaurant. What I hear was an Asian restaurant like many years ago. Then they do like a different concepts. But so, if, so they had a kitchen. They, and had, they had a kitchen. They have the hoods. Yeah. They have like, when I say, I say, well, that's all I need. And I tell my wife, you know what? I want to. 
quit my job. I have like I said, I was we used open, I helping a we used open a new place in Uptown with a guy. I was the executive chef. I created the whole menu. I was good. She was working for Parasol, and she's like, "What do you mean? You want to quit your job? Quit no, your, yeah. we have this space." And she at the first she's like, "No, I don't think you want. Are you sure you want to cook <laughs> in a gas station?" I'm like, "I, mean, I just want to show my food." Yeah, Uh-oh. I was I was not on board a hundred percent with it. Um, I had just started because I'd been working for Parasol for. And Parasol is the parent company of like Manny's and Pittsburgh right. Blue and and Uptown. They had Chino Latino. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I had just gotten a prom- let's say a promotion. I had just gotten yeah. an uh, assistant manager at Pittsburgh Blue. Yeah. So it's one of their better, you know, it's great. better restaurants. Yeah. So I was, I was like, we have one I, in I Maple just Grove. started there. It's a really good restaurant. <laughs> they do a nice job. Yeah, yeah, I had just started there in January. And then this started also kind of like January, between January and March. So we opened yeah. in March. So it's kind of. I get it. Look, if I'm <laughs> you, I'm like, you know, leaving Pittsburgh Blue to go work in a gas station is sort of like leaving your job as a television news anchor to come work in a radio station. You're like, <laughs> what? Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? But you had the chance to share the food that you love, Christian. Correct. We're doing. Like I said, I don't do like a traditional food, but I do it the the way I can think how is the food. So what do you mean? What do you mean by that? It's not like, traditional. Yeah, because it's hard to me to say if I make like really traditional food because I have to import all the ingredients from ah, yeah. all the way of my country or all that stuff, and we just work with the ingredients we find here. Mm-hmm. And we, I feel like really comfortable, and like I said, we are a taco, but we have a different idea, like a what's a taco. We put a lot of love in a taco. I mean, we, we try to use the best ingredients we have. And the people mm-hmm. that react to it. outside really. the box, too. So, like, in the, and it was, at the beginning, it was a little hard because, you know, they knew we had tacos, so they come looking for people. a traditional taco. Oh, and yeah. ours were different. And then, you know. Different how? More ingredients or more not, different not types of combo? I'd say not a traditional taco that you find, like, at a regular Mexican tacos, but I guess sure. I would say so. Yeah. Um, so we do things, I guess, a little different. So then, like, for example, like, we have a chicken al pastor taco that we have. And traditionally, al pastor, everybody knows is pork. Like, yes. that's how you eat pork. Right. Or it's just chicken. Um, cool. And then, so it's different. So it's yeah. still got the al pastor flavor, but it's Flavor chicken. still has, like, that little pineapple-y kind of bright al pastor yep, flavor. Yeah, we do a pineapple pico. Oh, on the taco, delicious. so we put it on top. And then, yeah, but it's you know, it's so, different. It's yeah, different. Right. It's do you think? I mean, I know here in Minnesota, and uh, and we're going to talk about a little more about this in a minute because I think Latinos are the backbone of almost every restaurant that people love in the Twin Cities. But a lot of Minnesotans kind of lump everybody in the same category and think, well, you're Guatemalan, not Mexican. Uh, do you find that that people don't? I, and maybe maybe people don't know the difference, but it's different, right? It is different, correct. It's some difference. But for us, with Mexico, we are too close, and our main ingredients are the same. Similar. All similar. the flavors are about the same. All the, the flavors are about yeah. the similar. We use cold dif- things different. Like the torta in my country, we call chuco. Huh. So our torta is another thing, too. It's a different. We serve in a bolillo. Yeah. We fry beans. We grill some chihuahua cheese, some guacamole. So I do like a kind of like a mix of torta and a chuco from my country. But I think at the moment I have a still call it torta, but it's more like a chuco. Huh, cool. Well, you know, as you travel around the country, often you find incredible food in gas stations. 
Uh, so we, we don't necessarily have that culture here, but definitely like down when you think of Tex-Mex and that type of food or even like barbecue in Kansas City, uh, one of the greatest barbecue restaurants in the world uh, is located. I mean, they took the pumps out. It's not a gas station anymore. But at first it was a gas station, Arthur Bryant. So. Yeah, you know, a funny thing, we do like a five-course meal inside of the gas station as well. Oh, I love it. So the first one was my friend, it's a really talented uh, mixologist. So he's like, dude, what about if we do like a course meal dinner here? And I tell him, like, my, I said, yeah, outside, we can do fire or something like right. that. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And he's like, no, I'm talking about inside. Inside. <laughs> I tell him, like, no, are you crazy? But after we talk about it, and like, I, I say, okay, what the heck, let's do it. We planning to do 20 seats. And we sold out in 24 hours, oh, more of 50. Wow. That was the plan. We're like, let's wow. do, if we can get 20, if we can sell 25 tickets to this event, like, we're happy. Right? So then we posted it on our, we're really, that's been our main thing is social media. So we, yeah. we use social media a lot, and it's been our main marketing strategy. Like, I mean, we don't, or, or at the beginning, our budget was nothing. Zero dollars. Yeah, <laughs> so we didn't have a budget. Exactly. <laughs> social media was like our way to go. Like, this is going to work or it's not going to work. So, and it, and it did. So then we posted it on social media. Um, so you can follow. A Sunday afternoon. A Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and then, and then by Monday night, we, we were people like, they were asking like, hey, do you still have tickets? When they're upping it and we sat 50 people. Wow. You know, so in we the, doubled. In the gas station. Yeah. Okay. It's called El Sazon. S-A-Z-O-N. You can find him on Instagram at MN. We are going to take a quick break. We'll come back. And because these two have worked in so many different restaurants in the Twin Cities, I want to know what their three favorite places to go when they're not at work running their own restaurant, which probably doesn't happen too much right now. So we're glad to have a, a couple of your minutes this afternoon where you guys have left the restaurant. It's El Sasson in Egan at 35E in Diffley Road. More to Russia Eats in just a minute here on CCO. Derusha Eats here on CCO. Turns out uh, Karen and, uh, and my kids have played against each other in soccer before. Who won? Do you remember who won? I don't remember. I hope I, I wasn't being. I a, don't remember. I know. It, it doesn't matter. It was I last summer. Maybe Richfield might have won. I think won. Richfield won. Yeah. The first, they were supposed to play Richfield and uh, make whatever. I don't know these these soccer clubs. I feel like there was a sh- uh, referee. There's shortage. a there's a referee shortage. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my 15 year old was was playing defense, and your 15 year old was the goalie. Yes. Yes. Very funny. It's a small town. Small town. Yes. <laughs> I I try to behave as a fan because I never know if someone's gonna be like, "Is that Jason DeRusha screaming at the?" <laughs> <laughs> I can't have that. Can't have that. We have uh, Christian De Leon and Karen De Leon with us here. They are the owners of El Sazon. S A Z O N, and you can follow them on Instagram. And I'll post our picture on my Instagram, DeRusha J. But there, if you just search El Sazon MN, you'll see it. Uh, pop up uh, on Instagram, El Sazon. Uh, there's like underscore in between it, but there you go. Uh, one of our textures says El Sazon has the most beautiful food I've ever eaten. Thanks. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's uh, how's business? Business. I mean, we started nine months ago, just myself, uh, my brother in law, my son. And Karen. 
Yeah. And now, and I you say, well, if I can make 400 bucks a day, I want to be, wanna be user, right? And we yeah. started like that, like 400, 300 bucks a day. If you make four, 600, you'll, yep. then you can pay your rent and you'll be employee, okay. And, you know, employee. and I'd say, Get more you know, food. it yeah. took us by surprise because when we first opened, um, I actually kept my job for a few more months. Mm-hmm. I didn't quit. He quit his full-time job. I didn't so because we needed expensive. that backup. Yeah. Because we didn't know we didn't know how it was gonna be. That's right. we you were gotta, like, let's open it. You gotta sell know. a lot more tacos to afford Karen. <laughs> so we we didn't know how, how it was gonna be. So I kept my job uh through June until it got to be too much, then I had to quit. Um but we're like it's gonna take us a few months to to get people to know us, to get people to know we're here. And then but we got pretty lucky and blessed. We were in Star Tribune within like yeah, three I'm weeks, a, I think, after we opened. And then, and it's, that, and then that from helped. there, it just yeah. has not stopped. <laughs> you, yeah, you guys have had oh. some good media coverage. And then, is that is that because you two have reached out, or they or people no. just people discovered you? The people discovered us. Yeah. And then the one thing we it's such the a one thing we story, did do you know? was we joined like the Egan community page, and the Egan community has been amazing. And that was that was first... a big one too. Like we did the we joined a group, the community group, and we posted on it. Hey, they, we're they here. spread the word too. And yeah. then we did the one post like, hey, we're here, come check huh. us out. And then the word just. It's been a lot of worst to mouth because, funny enough, we don't even have a sign that says we are there. Oh, funny. We don't have a sign, like, on the street or anything. So right. people that know we're there. You just have to know. Stay. Yes. And if you put it on Google, it does say we're inside the gas station, but there's no actual physical sign no that we're there. Sign. So when, uh, you, when people drive up, they'll just see the regular BP. Right. Correct. So interesting. El Sazon yeah, is the name of it. Word of mouth. You, you guys have a big menu. Uh, which to me says you have bigger ambitions besides just being in in the gas station. What's the what's the go- the growth goal if you have one now? Have a restaurant, sit down restaurant. Yeah, and I think we have some options at the moment, but it's not signed yet. So you're looking, you're looking, we're looking, looking yeah. for ex- expand and have a second location. We want to keep that one. The menu look big because we designed it to kind of look big. We des- but basically, it's only like seven items in the whole menu. That just sort of change. You could change out the... Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. It so just looks bigger than it really Because is. we divide it by meats. All right. Give me your favorite, your three favorite restaurants to go to in the Twin Cities when you're not at work. We re- we big fans of Parasole. Right. So we, yeah. My kid actually loved to go to Salud, Christian, because oh. he yeah. loved the... He loves the Salud. Salud, Salud oh. probably is one of the... Escargot is his go-to, yeah. huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Those are good. Salute is good. Yeah. And it's just down the street from our house. We live really close to there. Nice. And Um, when we want like a pop food, we have this Richfield place called Fire Foundry. Oh, yeah. Fireside Foundry. Right. Great neighborhood spot. It's one of two. And 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 we actually, funny enough, we discovered um, another place at a gas station as well, which we get uh, takeoff from. And um, it's called Dominic's Pizza. They sell amazing Philly cheesesteaks, and it's right down the street from where, well, a little bit farther down the street from Egan. It's still in Egan, I think, uh, but they're also inside a gas station. Which oh, cool. Is, it's just pretty good. Cool. They have, they, well, they sell pizza, but we love the Philly cheesesteaks that they have there. All right. That's awesome. Dominic's Pizza. That's, I think it's technically Invergrove Heights, but it's, Invergrove right, Heights, it's right. right in that, that same area. I'm Robert, South Robert there. Really cool. Uh, you guys are just absolutely delightful. It was so fun to have you on. And I hope everybody, well, I hope everyone doesn't go tomorrow. 
Spread out your visits. Correct. But, but go, go to El Sazon, S-A-Z-O-N, El Sazon, right inside the BP in Egan at 35E in Diffley. We're there Monday through Saturday. We don't open on Sundays. Very good. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Christian De Leon and Karen De Leon. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. DeRussia Eats continues. Here's your host, Jason DeRussia. I think you're really going to enjoy our next guests who are here from a a relatively new restaurant in Minnetonka in the western suburbs. But they started uh, the genesis of this, which is a counter service, quick serve type restaurant. Uh, It's a bit of a, well, I would say it's a big shift uh, from the way they started. So we're glad to have a couple of the team in charge of Toma Mojo Grill. I said it right. Yeah, you said yeah. it right. It's spelled T-O-M-A and then M-O-J-O. And Paul Backer is here along with Chris Neal. Uh, Paul, people uh, make it Toma Mojo, don't they? Yeah, they like to say they like to say Mojo. That's uh, <laughs> especially people out in Wyzetta. They love to say Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because they have such Mojo in life. They thought you would name it that. Why is it called Toma Mojo? Uh, well, honestly, it's called Tomamoho because, uh, well, we use tomato in a vast majority of the things we do, and uh, we were trying to think of a name that people would remember when they get back to the office. We tried to think of something that was two syllables or less and people could easily Google. Yeah, and there is nothing else named Tomamoho, so it works out great. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Paul, your your background is really in fine dining. I think I first met you. I don't know if it was Tilia or St. Genevieve or where you were at, but you tell us some of the restaurants you've been at. Oh, uh, some of the restaurants I've been at. Uh, yeah, most people, I spent most of my uh, time at uh, Tilia and St. Genevieve. Um, I actually met you the first time we were at a, an event called Farm in the Cities at Solera oh from, from yes. Jorge Guzman. Yes. Whatever happened to him? He turned uh, out know, all right. Yeah, he he's done a couple right. things. <laughs> <laughs> What made you and the group that you work with, what made you say, all right, I have this background in in fine dining, excellent, excellent restaurants. What made you say, I want to go out to the western suburbs near Ridgedale Mall and open a counter service place? Well, we opened the counter service place because mainly because of the amount of of conversations you have with your significant other, like I do, where you say, what are we going to get for dinner tonight? And while you're driving home, I you know, it's either burgers or salads, and there's almost nothing in between. And uh, we were just saw an opportunity in something that could be in that in-between space, but made with ingredients you can pronounce. So it's it's real food was kind of a focus too. There's so much garbage that's convenient. So we wanted to really make something that was convenient and just honest food. Right, and Chris, and then when you add children to the mix, when you start a family, you know, you want to find things that are healthy, convenient. Uh, price reasonably, and are enjoyed by both the, the children <clears throat> and the parents. Yeah, it's hard sometimes to find all of that, isn't it? Right. It's a challenge. I know I think about, like, my kids and where we've gone, and you look around. We we ended up driving to more sit-down-type restaurants because we just didn't feel great about some of the quicker options. Yeah, I mean, uh, the amount of times that I – sadly look at ingredients on things online and i'm like i don't think i want to eat that you know I, yeah. it's, it's it might be uh it might be a wrestling mat <laughs> exactly <laughs> chris when you think about the the way you guys design the menu and the food you have at tomamoho 
it's basically, it's sort of a choose your own adventure situation, right? You pick your protein and then explain it to us. Sure. That's, that's certainly how it first uh, <clears throat> started out uh, where, you know, you have, you have your plate or platter options. You choose your protein between roast chicken, pulled chicken, pulled pork. We also have vegan beyond sausages. Um, and then you choose additional sides to go with those. But you've uh, sort of evolved it, right? Because people, people like guidance. Absolutely. We found that not everybody, everybody enjoyed the Choose Your Own Adventure, uh, so we did add some more curated bowls, uh, salads, sandwiches. Yeah. To me, the real magic in what you guys are doing is that it's priced still at, a, at an approachable price point, but the sauces that you make are so delicious, and you can tell... I guess, is that the difference of having someone who has spent time in, in these fine dining envi- environments? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the main difference is that we, you know, we know how to take things just from raw vegetables and raw ingredients and make them into a sauce that you know, is craveable without using ketchup or uh, you know, such things as the base. We use raw vegetables and vinegar and some oil. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the sauces are so good, you know. So you have like a like a green mojo sauce or a, a, a brava sauce, which you see a lot in Spanish cooking. But mm-hmm. I think a lot – have you had to educate people as to what some of this stuff is, like a piri-piri or a – Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> a lot of times we get the, the – the question of what is green mojo and I have to well why would they know most people wouldn't right. know that yeah right? it's uh it's totally a reasonable thing and I have to explain like oh it's it's basically just an herb puree it's a sauce yeah. that is mostly just herbs ground up into a sauce and they're like wait what you you can you can do that <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like people know pasto I think in Minnesota because mm-hmm. you take but it's really the same principle right where you're just taking herbs in vinegar and spices and and that's healthy stuff. Like you're, you're not you're not putting a lot of sugar or anything in these sauces, are you? We actually don't use any sugar. refined sugars. Um, the only sweetener we use actually is agave, and that's only in a couple things. We try really hard to make. We tried really hard to be conscious of if people did come on the regular, we're not gonna yeah. you know harm them from a health standpoint. Unless you go with some of our you know, maybe some French fries too often. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, right. But uh, back to the sauces. You know, a couple of the compliments that I really enjoy getting are, wow, this is something I've never tried before. This Mm. is interesting. Or we have a customer that grew up in South Africa who is reminded of his childhood based on the flavors of our sauces. So a little combination of something new and something memorable. We're talking with Paul and Chris from Toma Moho Grill in Minnetonka. It's near Ridgedale. It's kind of a cross uh, Plymouth Road, it's on Ridgedale Drive. You know, you've got, like, the Lunds and Byerleys, and then you just, like, keep going. Yep, tuck what, behind there. What used to be there? <laughs> a Noodles and Company. A Noodles and Company, that's right. What has been the the hardest thing about this journey, owning your own business, uh, during this sort really crazy time? Uh, easily the hardest thing has been the supply chain. Um, there was actually a time frame last September where the supply chain was so broken that our main vendor of most goods called us and said, we can't deliver to you for the next two weeks. And Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Wow. So uh, I got in my car and started driving around, and mm-hmm. by the time I made it to the, the restaurant depot over in uh, Brooklyn Center there, it was actually really fun because I got there, and it was like a reunion. I saw all these people I hadn't seen in years, <laughs> and uh, they, we all joked. Like, we all had the same call. You know, yeah. no one could get product, so it was just kind of right. – it was a – 
funny. Like it was not an ideal experience, but it was kind of hilarious to see how, like, say hi to so many people. Mm-hmm. They're all in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about staffing and how you find staff in the western suburbs. Plus, get some of your picks of your favorite restaurants in the Twin Cities to go to when you guys are off the clock. That is, we continue with uh, Toma Moho Grill. Go check them out uh, right near Ridgedale Mall in Minnetonka. More Derusha Eats when we continue here on CCO. Paul Backer and Chris Neal from Toma Moho Grill are here. Go see that. They're open right now in Minnetonka if you're looking for dinner. It is delicious. And, Chris, I met you because I uh, back when I was coaching the high school debate team Correct. Yep. and speech team, we had catering from Toma Moho. Uh, and it was incredible. Catering's a big part of the business now. Yeah, catering's really, really taken off. Um, we do a lot of takeout. We do a lot of uh, third-party deliveries in-house. But catering it has become uh, a real part of it. Um, companies that are, you know, trying to get their employees back in the office are hmm. enticing them with a with a free meal, free lunch. Yeah, yep. churches are still gathering, so good. Been catering for them. Schools such as your, yeah, you know, your debate team. So, football. We got lots of football watching. All that sort of stuff right. would be perfect for it. Your food travels really well, so it's it's ideal for catering. Mm. Paul, how hard has it been to hire people and to staff? Well, I know a lot of people out there are having a really hard time with that. We haven't had such a problem with that as much as as much as yeah. I've heard from other people. Do you miss fine dining? Not at all. <laughs> I still love eating it. It's yeah. great. I just um, I, I like the idea of um, kind of having a more focused mission than I had at some other places where we are trying really hard to make a more health conscious, convenient option for people always trying to figure out ways to drive actually our prices down, which is kind of the opposite of what I've done at some past jobs. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be, I mean, I think there's this idea that in, well, in anything, that like the most luxury is the best. And I sort of reject that, not sort of, I totally reject that. I Mm -hmm. think if you can provide approachable, delicious, clean label type eating for more people, more accessible you're really doing you're doing certainly something as important as someone who's creating a beautiful tasting menu maybe more important because you're reaching more people yeah i mean that's that that was a a big shift in what i was trying to focus on with yeah you know what i work what i was working on and uh you know it it does um uh, you know honestly it does seem to resonate with some people just that they can get simple honest food with clean ingredients conveniently all right, I have a couple questions because we always like talking to people in the restaurant industry about their other favorites. Yeah, uh, you for both of you, I'm sure places you've worked before are on the list. But what, uh, Chris? How about you go first? Favorite places to eat? Oh wow, um, our family go to. I mean, Young Joni. We live in Northeast, so that's oh, yeah. definitely one. You got a couple uh, preteen, teenage kids, right? right. Yeah. Um, excited to introduce them to the Vincent Burger. I hear that's coming back to town. Yes, they're doing a pop up on uh, Sunday at Ito where you can get the mm-hmm. Vincent Burger. But yeah, he's opening a new spot too, which will be fun. How about you, Paul? Uh, I mean, my favorite restaurant in the Twin Cities uh, is probably Briano's in Egan. Oh, Briano's is, just, is yeah, so good. It's just this little deli. And yes, if you don't know it's there, it's kind of hard to find. A friend of mine texted me. <laughs> 
uh, the other day and said, I remember the TV story you did at Briano's and showed me a picture of his sandwich. That what? What's your order? What do you get there? Oh, the, the Briano's special for sure. The yes. like, classic, that, you know, hoagie. It's yeah. so good. And uh, their pizza's great, too. Like a nice thin crust with a great red sauce. Oh, actually, they're, they're frozen pizzas that you can get you know, with it's your so far for me. I live in Maple Grove. <laughs> Egan is like the other end of the universe. If anyone is in Egan and can stop at Briano's and bring me some food, I will pay you for it. Yeah, I live nowhere near there, so it's, it's not so something good. I get often. I know. Oh, actually, another one out down there that if I'm going that way, uh, Mediterranean Cruise Cafe also doesn't get oh. enough respect, but that place is awesome. I've never been there. Oh, really? Yeah. Baba's hummus. Have you had that? Yes, they it's make the that. same that's, family, yeah, right? That's yeah, that's some delicious hummus. But man, their their restaurant. It's like his, their dad is who owns the Mediterranean Cruise Cafe. Right? Yeah, and I went to I went to high school with one of his kids, call it, and he was super cool. And so we went there a couple times, you know, during high school. And yeah, I still love that place. And sometimes I drive out of my way just oh, to go cool. get it. I love that. Yeah, yeah, those are both great spots. Great spots. Uh Favorite pizza place? You mentioned Young Joni. Do you have a favorite? Uh, what What are the kids like? Kids are straight pepperoni. If yeah. you're talking Young Joni, yeah. my kids are. My youngest is always pepperoni and sausage. Very annoying to take them on a restaurant review with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like if you've read uh, ten years of restaurant reviews, you've seen pepperoni and sausage pizza mentioned in a disproportionate number of reviews. Right. Oh, I'm sure. Thanks to Sam. Thank you guys. <laughs> Toma Moho is the name of the restaurant. Go check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, and we're cheering for you. That's Obviously, right, you guys want a bunch of these to open up, so I hope you get it done. Thanks so much for listening to the DeRussia Eats podcast on WCCO Radio, 830 AM. We do conversations with chefs, with farmers, with small business people every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. The podcast is available every week. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would love for you to leave us a review. Give us however many stars you can. I don't know, 10, 20 stars would be nice, five stars, and leave your feedback as well. It really helps us grow and helps support covering the food community here at WCCO Radio and in the DeRussia Eats podcast. If you'd like to email me with an idea or a question about the restaurant scene, you can email jason at odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com, jason at odyssey dot com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the DeRussia Eats podcast. Thanks for listening to DeRussia Eats. Dan Cook is our producer. Jason DeRussia is your host. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. DeRussia Eats is a production of Odyssey.